Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos, Democrat, is with us. She wants to keep the job. She's running, with, say, re-election, but it was an appointment, so now she actually wants to be elected. Welcome, Lieutenant Governor. Nice to have you back. You've been in with me before. Thank you, Jim. Um, it's a pleasure being here with what, you. What is that little ribbon you have? This ribbon is actually for Ukraine. Okay. Um, the members of the trades, the building trades, are... Uh, giving this to anyone that makes a donation. Oh, all right. I noticed that. Very nice. Now, let's begin. You know, uh, you and Governor McKee have been joined at the hip uh, since you both took office. And so you're with him now. He's with yes. you. You're with him. You go yes. everywhere with him. I don't know if you drive in the same car and you chat no, with him. No, we don't. <laughs> no. Oh, you show up separately. Yes. All right. But you're with him, so that means you're part of the administration. I've got to ask you some tough okay. questions. Go ahead. He's at number 48 in the latest morning consult poll. Third from the bottom. Does that mean you're third from the bottom with him? Because you're right next to him. We haven't done a, a poll to see where the lieutenant governor is right now. So yeah. if you have that data, let me know. But we just keep doing our work. We're not going to be paying attention to the polls, what the numbers are. Yeah. We're going to continue to show up and do the work every day. Well, why do you think the numbers are so low? By the way, in fairness, Governor Rondo never did very well in that particular poll. But why number 48? I think it's just normal. We're going through a process. We're coming out of a pandemic. We're coming out of people have, are tired already mm -hmm. of the restrictions that we had during the pandemic with open our economy. We have been working really, really hard to make sure that we get people vaccinated. And right now, New, the New York Times has us as a, uh, over 80% of people fully vaccinated. Mm -hmm. So we're number one and we're the third in the country of people getting the booster. So this is, I think people are tired of the pandemic and the restrictions in Probably that's what the numbers are reflecting. Well, I think you're probably right about that. In fairness, we also had the highest transmission of case, case uh, rates at one point, too, right? The governor said that's because we test so much. It, and, and that is true to that. We were, we were testing a lot in our communities to make sure that we could identify the cases. Uh, the, the sooner we identify the cases, the better to make sure that we prevent more transmission. So. Okay. Usually the lieutenant governor and the governor run separately in this state. In fact, yes. technically we do, but you're changing that. You're running as a team. You've made that clear. You're with him. He's with you. Even though he may lose, you may win or vice versa, right? Yeah, but the state of Rhode Island Constitution doesn't have us running as a ticket. So let's, we're running. We support one another. Right. And I have to tell you, every time I go out in the community to the all 39 cities and towns of the state of Rhode Island, I'm getting wonderful feedback. People mm -hmm. in the state of Rhode Island really like to see that, that the governor and lieutenant governor work in collaboration. All right. I wish I could give you good feedback, but I have to look just at the news here. And go it's ahead. not good for your, for your boss, the governor. I mean, just yesterday, we're asking about cutting Ashley Kalis's contract on medical testing. He said, I had nothing to do with that. That was the, that was the health department. Do you know about that? Do you discuss this with him as you see I did him? not discuss this, I did not discuss this with him, and as he said yesterday in the press conference, he was not part of. He said he was not part of that conversation. He didn't know about it until it was reported by the news. Right, you could see how uh, you know ink-stained wretches like me. They could say, well, he cut the Republicans' contract, not him, the yeah. administration, and then uh, it goes to uh, uh, the owner of an ambulance company who happens to own the same golf course that Governor McKee golfs yeah. in. You could see how people yeah. might say, do we connect the dots? What I can say is, when I was in conversations with the governor, he always wanted to prioritize for us to have more testing sites available in the state of Rhode Island. That was his priority, to make sure that we had testing sites open and that we had vaccination sites open. And that's why he worked with the municipalities to make sure that we had vaccination sites open in, in all 39 cities and towns. Right. Do you see where I'm going with this? I'm asking you these questions that largely surround him because you're with him so much. You are. You are his running mate. So I think it's fair to say, what about the ILO contract? That's an FBI investigation going on. Does I, that hurt you? 
again, this is still an investigation. All I can tell you is that the governor was trying to make the best decision he could. He, he came in in the middle of a pandemic and a big crisis, and he was trying to make decisions that he could to help our children. Right. And do you know any more about that than I do, that the FBI is investigating state no, police? No, I don't know. The whole ILO contract happens before I was appointed. They, yeah. in, I have not been part of any of those conversations. How about the Tony Silva thing? That came in just as you were coming in. Tony's out, not the chief of staff anymore, under a cloud. Well, that's an, an investigation so that, that is taking its right. course. And I have to say, every interaction I had with Tony Silva was always very positive. I didn't have any negative interaction with him. Bud Craddock, the registrar, under fire for renting out a building where there was a prostitution ring going on. Bud says I knew nothing about it. The attorney general, mm -hmm. scathing, reports, so, well, if you didn't know about it, you should have known about it. Would you advise the governor to cut Bud loose? Or again, I, I, that's the governor, that's not me. What, what do you say? Well, there's not a, any uh, criminal indictment against him. So it, we cannot make decisions about having individuals lose their uh, livelihood just because we don't like something. Mm -hmm. Where are we going to stop if we start doing this? I mean, the creditor has been doing a really good job um, leading the uh, DMV. He comes on with me on the radio, does yes. the registry. Yes. I believe he's very responsive. It's, it's really, he's been very responsive. I had been there to the DMV. Right. I have done a tour. I really think that he's doing an excellent job. And there has been nothing, uh, nothing that has right. been proven in the investigation. So I, I support him staying there. But separately, yes. this other issue, that's his personal business, and Tony Silva, and ILO. And now the contract. This is weighing on you. Almost like you got off the plane in Hawaii. Here's another lay, here's another lay on your neck. You, do you see this that way? At the end of the day, this is what I know. I'm grateful that the governor gets up every day. He comes to work. And he's trying to do the best job he can mm -hmm. for every Rhode, Island, a Rhode Islander out there. That's what I believe. And that's why I support him. And that's why he supports me. None of this involves you. No. Well, whether it's fair or not, because you're running with him, I'm asking yeah. you that. Do you say to him, hey, hey, Governor, you know, what's going on? It's one thing after another. I, I'm running, too. Do you say that? Would no, you like to say that? I, I, do, I do not say that to him. I work with him. I talk to him about what is the next strategy we're going to do to get vaccinations mm -hmm. out there in the community. How are we going to make sure that we get our kids back to school? How we make sure that we get to the point in which we have to get rid of the mask already? How do we ensure that our population gets, is vaccinated mm -hmm. at a high number to make sure that we do not go back to where we were last year? The governor picked you for a reason. I suppose he thinks he's, you're going to help him on the ticket. Where do you think you help him? Where? I think the governor picked me based on my background, on my, the work that I have been doing already for more than 10 years being a local um, official mm -hmm. for, uh, for municipalities. I think that's one of the main reasons that he picked me. I work with him well in many areas, making sure that we have our strong voice, making sure mm -hmm. that our community, everyone, every community, all 39 cities and towns are getting access to vaccination, are getting access to the resources from the state of Rhode Island, in making sure that everybody's represented. Right. Well, you certainly can help him in the Hispanic community. Was that a factor? Did you discuss that with him? No. I can help you in these neighborhoods, or he said, maybe you can help me certain parts of Providence. Was that a factor? No. That you was, know that's that, been discussed. That was, that never, help that was never part of the conversation. That was never part of the discussion. Do you believe that to be the case, that you can help him in this Hispanic community? 
I believe that I have a strong support in the Hispanic community that I believe. I believe that I have a strong support in other communities, also not just the Spanish community. Because I was in the, in the city council, I was representing everyone. The neighborhood that I represent mm -hmm. is, uh, like Silver Lake is a neighborhood that was very heavy Italian American community. I represent African Americans, I represent Asian Americans. So I represented everyone and that's what I bring to the table. All right, um, you, your views can be liberal sometimes. In fact, you were for defund the police. Before you told us, I changed my mind on that. Go ahead and, and amplify that. Um, Perhaps you've, given, you've had some time now to think about that. No, I'm for reforming the police. And if you look at my record and you can work with, um, talk to the leadership in the Providence Police Department, mm -hmm. you will see that I'm always been an ally and a hardworking um, council person that was always supportive of law enforcement and public safety. Right. I believe that sometimes we ask too much of the law enforcement. We're asking the police to respond to everything. So I'm being pro making sure that there are resources available yeah. in that to make sure that the police is trained to be able to deal with the type of calls that they get. But you know, a while back you said, well, I yes, I did feel this way, but I had a change of heart. I reacted I, based on the George Floyd in the summer of unrest, but now I see things differently. But my position has never been defund the police. I have been about reform the police. That has been my position. If you, you reimagine, go back, reimagine. If you go right. back, is reform the police to make sure that the police have the resources that they have, to make sure that we have programs available that can help the police when they have to respond to uh, different calls that sometimes, I, as a member of the city council, sometimes I wish that the call I have to, when I got a, a call from my constituents, that there was another resource that, could, that was available there to help in those calls and that we don't have to right. uh, necessarily call the police for those issues that didn't require a police officer to show up. On the last budget that you presided over as city council mm -hmm. president, how did you vote for the police? Did you cut that budget? And I voted for, for supporting the law enforcement and the police full, budget. Full funding for the police. Yes, full funding for the police and also we added, the, what I said, resources, a program to make sure that there was a mental health program to help address the response time to, the response to, to calls that the police get that actually are not police-related re calls. Okay, let's talk about your Democrat party because people bring this up. It, it's the Democrats talking about the police, right? And mm -hmm. it's the Democrats talking mm -hmm. about, well, pleasure-based sex ed this week. Oh, that was, that was quite the story that Tiara mm -hmm. Mack, the senator, is putting forth a bill, pleasure-based sex ed. And Enrique Sanchez, another Democrat, uh, is getting an earful for tweeting uh, what he told the kids about Elon Musk. This is your party. Do you, do you need to reach out and say, hey, guys, what, we're going into election here? No, actually, I have to say that Democrats have different um, thoughts on how, what, we, what we believe as, as Democrats. There's a, a, a whole range. The same way how there is a whole range on the Republican side. Mm -hmm. I'm personally, my politics has always been centered to the left. I don't believe in extreme left or extreme right. I think both are wrong. I think we have to find a way how we can work together and understand and respect uh, each other's point of view. So you said that you, your politics are to the left, which is no surprise. Um, would you say left of center? You, you're certainly not far, far left. There are, there are Democrats in Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. They're really far left. I yeah. just mentioned a couple of them. What do, you, what do you think about them? Do you want to pull them back to the center for the good of the party? You have to win an election. Um, we have a process as a Democratic Party, like the Republican Party has also. Mm -hmm. We're going to go through our internal process to determine 
who is going to be the candidate that's going to go for the general election. So we're going to go through that process the same way how the Republican Party is going to go through the process of whether they're going to pick someone that's closer to the center or they're going to pick a candidate that's all the way to the right. It's the, the same thing. The lieutenant governor, the position has been derided by some. I remember with the cool moves, Bob Healy. He said, if I'm elected, I'll get rid of it. Mm -hmm. It's just a waste of a million dollars. Uh, constitutionally, this is what the state wants. We want somebody sitting there waiting in case we need a governor, which we just saw. Yes. It can happen. Mm -hmm. It can happen. It can happen. Right. Now, but apart from that, there are no constitutional duties for the lieutenant governor, and that's the way the people want it. No, the, they the don't want to give you power. The office has a lot of uh, work that, that we do, and a lot of, um, and also give us the opportunity to champion items that we believe are important. If you look at, at a Lieutenant Governor Roberts, she was crucial in the health care. If you look at all the other lieutenant governors in the past, like um, Lieutenant Governor Fogarty, he was very instrumental working with the military um, uh, community here mm -hmm. in the state of Rhode Island. For me, I'm, my priorities is housing. And I've been told, like, why did you pick an ad issue that is so complicated? And I was, because it's complicated and needs the attention, and we have to do the work. I don't want to pick something that is just an easy thing because um, it sounds good and to try to get votes with that. This is an important issue that I have been working um, mm -hmm. on for many years. And I think this is a crucial time in the state of Rhode Island in which we have the office of the lieutenant governor, the governor, the speaker, and the Senate president, everyone prioritizing housing. We just have about a minute left. You are right. You have a bully pulpit. Yes. I'm having you on 10 News Conference. Correct. But uh, collectively, your power is no greater than I have or any citizen watching has. There are no constitutional powers delegated to you. There are some advisory boards that governors have given lieutenant governors, some say to keep them busy. Uh, but your opponents are all running. Well, I'm going to make the office. I'm going to yeah. do this with it. But the office is very clear. Wait, I, sit and wait. So at the end of the day, whoever is the lieutenant governor needs to know that they have to be ready to assist the governor and to be a partner. I think we have shown, and I have gotten the feedback every time I go throughout the state of Rhode Island, that the people of the state of Rhode Island likes to see a governor and lieutenant governor that are working in collaboration. I'm getting the feedback from people in the state of Rhode Island when I go to the different communities saying how I'm working on making the office visible and they like to see the work that I'm doing. I'm working every day for every Rhode, Island, Rhode Islander mm -hmm. out there and they give me the feedback and they tell me that they like the work that I'm doing. And if they want to know more about you, what would the number one issue be? Again, just 20 seconds left. Well, if you want to know what I'm doing on the job, take a look at what I did on what? And again, okay. just 20 seconds. So I can tell you the work that I'm doing in housing, the work that I've been doing with the seniors to make sure that they have a voice and advocating mm -hmm. for them, the work that I'm doing with the military right now, helping the, the Gold Star family fundraise for the memorial at the Exodus um, Cemetery, which we're going to have the event on uh, coming up on May 15. Make sure that you are, uh, are there okay. for that. I've been doing a lot of work with the Small Business ad ad Advisory Council, yes, Advocacy Council, that, right. to make sure that we are advocating for the small business community. Making sure that when a small business call my office, get someone that responds to them and help them navigate the government. Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos, thanks for coming in. We'll have Thank you on you. again. Thank you and so maybe much. We'll see you at the I promise I'll progress. be back. All right, thanks for coming in.